You are now listening to a proud member of the Disney Podcast Family. Go to DizPodcastFamily.com to find more on this show and other great Disney podcasts. From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James. And welcome to episode 58 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I am here once again with my co-hosts, Cody and James. How's it going, guys? It's going good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> you okay though, James? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> what happened? I don't know, Cody. How you doing, Cody? After that, I'm great. I am doing fine. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's I'm been a long. Good. It's been a long week. So yes, yeah, it has. It's 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 good that the weekend's here. So, um, I got this idea, uh, and we'll start it this week, and I'll probably forget to do it next week. So no no big deal. But uh, kind of ask you guys. I think me and me and Cody have done it before, but. Kind of, if you did anything Disney this week, and you want to share it with our listeners, so any cool thing you did Disney this week? <clears throat> any cool Disney things? Well, yeah. No, my Disney stuff was last week. Last week, yeah, we talked about it last episode. Yeah, you got to go to Anaheim. Yep, Cody. Um, maybe this wasn't such a good idea for a little segment because. You guys didn't do anything Disney. I should have. Maybe I should have asked you before we started recording. You know what? I got the Mister Toad Funko Pop from oh, okay. Amazon this week. So there's okay. something. Well, there Disney. you go. Is yeah. it just him, or is he in the car? He's in the car. Like the car from the ride. Yes, it's That's the cool. the sixty like fifth uh, anniversary edition or something like that. So I like that one. I did nice. get two Disney Funkos this week, so I guess there's that uh, kind of a belated Valentine's gift. Gift they got delayed oh, okay. in the mail because of all would, the storms. Would you get uh, Woody and Buzz? No, oh, okay. Woody and Buzz. Nice, nice. I still haven't bought any of those yet. I've got a couple, but not as much as you guys do. So yeah, I've got too many. I keep saying I'm not going to buy any more, and then it's like, oh, Donald at the Matterhorn, gotta get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. Around Christmas time, after Christmas, I don't know, last little while, we got a uh, the ten inch uh, Mando and Grogu, mm -hmm. and it's a bobblehead. His head's on a spring, <laughs> and he's ten inches tall. Like it's it's pretty cool. His helmet's yeah. all shiny and everything. It's, and you're just bobbing around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, only if you touch it. But oh, okay. So. So his helmet's probably not shiny anymore because it's got Cody's fingerprints all over it. <laughs> I polish it. Okay. Regularly. Uh, <laughs> well, this week for me, we're gonna we're gonna move on from that. Uh, <laughs> this week for me, I, I bought a couple of Disney books from a uh, from a used bookstore. 
uh, I don't remember the names, but I'll share them once they come in the mail. I, I just know they popped up and they were like two bucks a piece or something like that. Um, and then I started kind of Disney related. Uh, it deals with the show and we talk about Disney. I am in the process of redoing our logo. So you guys will see that soon. Uh, and it's, it's looking great. It's looking very the, good. With the, uh, the inputs from uh, James and Cody today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was, he was a busy guy this week. So indeed. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. So that's really all I did. And then obviously watching the, the, the movie we're going to talk about, um, later in the episode. And then just, yeah. What's, what's the name of that movie? Three Cabo. <laughs> See, I said it, I said it right all day. Caballeros, three Caballeros. There you go. I was like, all day. I yeah. Okay, I said it. I said it. And then as soon as you asked me, it's like I can't. I can't speak. That's such a hard word for me to say. It's weird. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Just so, be like me. Just say it wrong and just. Caballeros. Caballeros. Yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. There you go. The three caballeros. Saludos amigos. If it makes sense. Yeah. It easier. There you yes. go. Yeah. Yeah. Saludos, the three guys. Amigos, it's essentially. The same thing. Uh, yeah, it's kind of what's different. Like but we it, added a new character. We got rid of Goofy and added another parrot. Yeah, it's a little different. But we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, first, let's talk about some things, uh, some Disney news and stuff. While Disney World is getting ready to celebrate their 50th anniversary Celebration. come on there you go starting later this year um and if it's anything like disneyland 50th which is uh probably my all-time favorite time that i've ever went to disneyland uh it should be very cool um it's going to begin october 1st 2021 and it's going to run for 18 months uh, there's going to be some new experiences at the park i don't like james was mentioning to us earlier though or cody i think it was uh, a lot of the things they had planned originally didn't get to happen because of COVID, but um, Cinderella castle is going to be all decorated with some new gold bunting and some gold embellishments. Uh, Cause obviously the 50th is the golden anniversary. Um, and it's going to be called the world's most magical celebration. Uh, Mickey and Minnie and a, a lot of the characters are getting new costumes. They call them ear adescent costume so e-a-r iridescent right. uh, they're kind of a purplish blue looking very 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 cool um so hopefully within you know october is what seven months away about mm-hmm. seven months away eight months away mm-hmm. uh, that gives me 26 months where i can get to disney world and celebrate i think that's doable so we'll have to i'll plan a trip and then I'll let you guys know if you guys are available or we could just plan it together. When's the best time, but we'll talk about that later. Um, Cause I would like to go with a bunch of people. Yeah. Probably yeah. the closer to the end of that 18 month timeline, the better. Cause you might have a chance of the Tron coaster being open the guardians of the galaxy mm. coaster being open. You know, you have the opportunity for the potential for more things to have actually debuted. So we're looking at if it's 18 months starting in October of 2021, you're going to October of 2022 at another six months. So you're looking at March of 2023. Uh, April. April. Is it April? Yeah, because April's the fourth month. Right. But it's 18 months, right? So that'd be the end of March, beginning of April. 
you got all of October, all of November, all of December, January, February, March. Mm, yeah. So just depends when they choose a date to finish. Cause I didn't see any date. It just said 18 months. So maybe around that 16, 15, 16 month mark, be, be, beginning of 2023 sounds about good. That's cool. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 We'll have to plan something. I think we're going to try to go at the beginning of next year, 2022. We're going to still try to do that. Okay. So I'm actually so going to try to get go to go in the next two months. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, there's no possible way for us to go this year. So, and then at that time, uh, most of our kids will be graduated from high school. We'll just have one left in elementary school or junior high, I think maybe at that time. Uh, so they can go on their own. I yeah. don't have to take them. Everyone yeah. now that now, now you get to the point where everyone, you tell them pay for yourself. If you want to go, yeah, oh, yeah. pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it. And then like Jordan will pop his head out. I'll be like, Hey, we're going to Walt Disney world. I was like, yeah, you're, you're, you're more than welcome to come. You just got to buy your ticket and you get your way there. So, and then he goes back into his room and then he goes back. Into his room. No, he's like, no, I'll pay. I'll pay. I was like, well, why don't you pay for all of us to go? Uh, he didn't, uh, he didn't like that idea. So Cause you're, you're the one with the discount, Jason. I am. Oh yeah. 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 You yeah. are tickets. Right. Yes. Right. Yep. So yeah, that's all I saw. In the, they announced that today. Uh, I guess Good Morning America announced it. There's there was a little minute and a half video. Maybe if I can get a hold of the video, I'll uh, I'll uh, add it to our little news section here. So, and then back across the country to the West Coast, I saw an article in Orange County Register uh, that Disneyland is considering eliminating the monthly payments for annual passes if and when those passes do return, um, which. My opinion, I think that's a that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They'll, what do you guys think? Well, first off, I think they'll for sure come back. Right, the pass, the annual passes are going to come back at some point. So I think eliminating the monthly, um, being able to pay for it monthly is a great idea. Either make it so that it's eliminated or open it up for everybody. Because I think right now the only people that can do monthly payments are the Southern California resident pass. Is that right? From my understanding, yes. I think it was it, only I think any pass you can pay for in monthly installments as long as you live in Southern California. Oh really? I think it's because when you fill out your payment information, yada yada yada, you have to give them your address and you have to fall within a certain zip code. Oh, um, right. when I was looking at buying mine, you know, several years ago now. Um, I was looking in to see if I could do the monthly option or not. Cause that certainly would have been a lot easier for me mm-hmm. at the time. But, um, it specifically said that you had to reside within certain Southern California. Isn't that codes. what, isn't that what James said? No, he was saying was... that only the Southern California select passes oh, oh, could, oh. could pay for it monthly. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I would, I didn't realize that. As long as you lived in a certain zip code, that you could do any pass for monthly. That's, that's what works. I believe that's, that's the case. Yes, and, yeah. and that's why you have so many people in Southern California that are annual pass holders because they can all have the luxury of paying for it monthly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like you say, that, that makes it so much easier to be able to spread it out. So, well, yeah, you know, you pay thirteen hundred dollars, but you get to spread it out over twelve months. 
Yep. It's a lot yeah. more feasible than all of a sudden dropping $1,300 onto your credit card at once. So yeah, I but- hope that they take it away and that that eliminates some of the people that get it. Cause I think the less, the better. Yeah, I think I, I think it will. Uh, the, the article mentions here, I'll just read it. It said, uh, the introduction of the monthly payment was a tipping point for Disneyland's crowding issues. The budget-friendly monthly payments convinced many Southern Californians that it was worth the cost to be able to vi- visit Disneyland whenever they wanted, even mm-hmm. for just a few hours. So it was it was easier to, to you know pay twenty nine or thirty nine dollars a month than it was to uh, you know throw down seven eight hundred dollars at one time. So. Right. And understandable. I mean, if I had lived there, I probably would have did the monthly payment. But once they introduced that, like like the article said, that was kind of the tipping point of the overcrowded issues. Uh, so without it, you know, what percentage of those people that did have passes and paid the annual or the monthly fee won't get them now because they they don't want to pay all the money up front? Uh, right. Probably quite a few. I you know. I would venture to guess 30 to 40, 45% maybe won't get them now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, w- I always mention this when, when, when I talk about annual passes and, and payment plans, people say, you know, if you get rid of the, cause there was talk about getting rid of it a while ago. If you get rid of it, then I can't afford to go to Disneyland anymore. Oh, sure. You can, you just, all you, all you gotta do is save up for a year. Yep. Put put money into a savings account like it's your monthly payment, and at the end of the year, you'll have the money for your pass. You buy the pass, and then you start that process all over again for the next year. If you if you really want to do it that way, mm-hmm. you just got to go a little way or a little time without going to Disneyland, which you could have started that savings account last March, and then <clears> in, <throat> in a month you would have enough for an annual pass when they come back. So, and um, there's there's our tips for Disneyland passes <laughs> by Dave Ramsey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it says there was many people who uh, who planned trips to Disneyland in what they thought was the slow season and were shocked when they got there and the park was crowded because there used to be a down period. Uh, you could you could plan it for certain months and you knew it wasn't going to be crowded. Yeah, uh, but it hasn't been that way for a, a little while. So yep. yeah, because um, when the tourists are gone, the locals are in full yeah. spring. Yeah, like they said, you pop in if you have a pass you pop in for a few hours and then go. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. only there for a few hours, but it still affects the attendance numbers. It's still crowded during that, that time period. So yeah, like the slower times of the year, if you're there, de- if you're there during the week, your mornings are probably going to look pretty good. But the mm-hmm. further you get into early mid afternoon and then the evening, it's not going to look like the slow time of the year anymore because people are getting off work that live locally. They're going to come in for, uh, dinner, right. evening show, you know, hang out for a couple of hours and then go home. Yep. Yeah. Here, this is a part of the article I, I missed. Uh, I guess a, a Disney fan website asked some readers, they got about 10,000 responses. If, uh, if, if Disney went away with the annual pass payment program, uh, what would they do? And 42% said they would give up their pass because they, if there wasn't a payment plan. 42 said they would keep their annual pass at the same level and just buy it outright. And the remaining 16 said they would trade down to a less expensive pass. So for about 42% said, yeah, we're not getting passes any, any, anymore. So, yeah, um, I think it all plays into crowd control when the park does reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because for the foreseeable future, especially after it opens, 
bare minimum, whenever it does open, I think for at least the first year, you're not going to see the park at full capacity. Right. Um, bare minimum for a year. And so, but Disney wants to still do something to where they can get consistent revenue. So they're going to add back some type of pass, but if you leave it open to payment plans and yada, 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 you get to the point where the reason they got rid of the current annual pass system to begin with right now anyways, is because now you have the problem again of a limited capacity and too many pass holders and nobody else can get in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if they, when they do come back, I, I know the, the, when they do initially come back, the payment plan won't be there. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee that whether they eliminate altogether, we will see Orange County register obviously didn't say it was a for sure thing. They just said Disneyland was considering it. So the thing is, is they're probably considering a lot of different things. Yeah. Yep. 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 We just need to get them open, get them open. We're, we're, we're approaching that year mark. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So speaking of openings, uh, Another Disneyland park has opened back up. Uh, as of today, Hong Kong Disneyland is now reopened. So that leaves just two. Uh, Disneyland Paris, I believe, and Disneyland Resort in California as the only ones being closed. Uh, while Disney At World's opened? Currently, because um, Disneyland right. Paris is opened since its initial closure, and then now right. it's just closed it again. Closed again. Yeah. Uh, so... It officially reopened today, February 19th, um, in honor of the Hong Kong's 15th anniversary, which they're celebrating. Uh, there's a new Castle of Magical Dreams. Uh, it's the reimagined centerpiece of the Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. Uh, you'll be able to see that. And then there's special celebrations throughout the park. Um, Hong Kong is one of those, obviously, I don't think none of us has been to, on my bucket list, hopefully. Um but we'll see. Uh, kind of Larry about going to Hong Kong, <laughs> but <laughs> we will we will see. Uh, but Tokyo's I, okay. Tokyo's okay. Yeah. yeah. What's the difference? Uh, it's Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, All right. Yeah, it's just it's Hong Kong. Um, I guess just where where Hong Kong is, I guess. Uh huh. So. But we'll see. I would, I would, I would risk it and go. Risk uh, it for the biscuit. <laughs> risk it, yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> you, you, you mentioned Tokyo. I did want to bring up. I, I talked to my sister and Cody talked to her on Facebook, and they've actually got plans to go to Tokyo, Disneyland in two months. She's been trying to get tickets, and I guess she, the way it works there, every Wednesday they open up to buy 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 the tickets, and she could never get through to buy tickets, and then she had heard that if you book a Disneyland resort hotel there, you get tickets. You'll be able to buy the tickets to, to, to get in through, through them. So she booked a couple nights and, um, and they're getting to go. So uh, hopefully it's not that hard when we get over there. Otherwise I guess we'll just have to stay at a Disneyland hotel, which would be cool anyways. But, um, so they're, they're going, they're going to surprise their kids. So hopefully their kids don't listen to this podcast. Uh, they're like five and three so (laughs) Uh, but she's excited 
she's excited. Uh, we'll try to we'll try to get either a, a trip report from her, or we'll try to figure out a way to get her on here. That so go out cool. and buy a mic. Go and buy a mic, Amber, so you can get on uh, and talk <laughs> to us. So we'll see. A couple uh, movie news or movie news. Corella brand new trailer was released today. I know Cody mentioned it to me. What what did you think of the trailer, Cody? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's funny because that's what I wrote down too. Interesting. It is uh, interesting. Um, yeah. it's it's an origin story for right. Cruella, which based on the name of the movie, this movie was announced I don't know exactly when, but I feel like it's been at least two or three years we've known about this movie was coming. Well, here I can tell you, Cody, it was initially scheduled for a theatrical release in December of twenty twenty. Okay. Uh, but that was pushed back to May 28th of 2021. So we've been hearing about it um, for a while. For, for a while. Um, and I think, I want to say last year, maybe around this time, there was like, or maybe more toward the summer, there were some still shots, I think, from the from the filming of it. So Yeah, her holding dogs on a leash or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it looked like a weird, like, grunge rock band picture right um yeah so it's interesting it's an origin story which is what i expected based on the title um i still think emma stone is a interesting cast um i'm not upset about the casting decision Mm -hmm. i think i think this movie has potential um i am cautious because I was very excited for Mulan, uh, very anxious to see that movie, waited and waited and waited for that movie to come out, refused to pay $30 for it on Disney Plus, and thank <laughs> goodness I didn't, because it was garbage. It was not garbage. Did and I have no opinion. I haven't seen it yet. You still so. haven't seen it yet? You're supposed to no, watch it. <laughs> I know. You're supposed to watch WandaVision too, so. And uh, Soul. <laughs> And so, and so, yeah. No, and so I think this movie has potential to be really good. Um, and the, the thing about it is Disney has made a live action adaptation of 101 Dalmatians before. And I think generally they were received pretty well. I liked them growing up. It's been a long time since I've actually seen them, but I remember enjoying them as a kid. Are you talking with Glenn, Glenn Close? Sure. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't gorilla. tell you what what the yeah. name was but yeah yeah oh yes yes yeah yes now yes now the name putting the name and the face and the person together yes with her she was fantastic Which, i loved her she was great I, in those movies i think the two movies are going to be a little different though what they're oh, yes. what they're uh as far as what they're concentrating on or what they're what they're getting at, like you said, it's this new one's an origin story. So you're 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 gonna learn how she became, who she yeah. was. So uh, the 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 one with Glenn Close was very kind of devil wears Prada esque <laughs> vibe from Cruella. You know this this fashion overlord. Um, and then you you get some hints of the fashion industry in this trailer. So that's still a theme. Obviously Cruella, even in the animated version was wanting the dogs for their furs to make coats and dresses and and things. 
Um, so fashion industry has always kind of been intertwined with the 101 Dalmatians story and Cruella. Um, this is a very different take on it. Um, cautiously optimistic is where I stand. Yeah. Yeah. James, did you get a chance to check out the trailer? You know what? I did not actually watch it. The one thing I mentioned to both of you in, in the text when Cody, I think Cody sent me, did you send a picture of the poster? Um, or somebody sent the poster. Maybe I sent the poster to you guys. I think you sent the poster to me. I put the trailer video trailer, in right. in the text. Yeah, because I think the tra- the poster came out um, the day before. I think the actual trailer did. And the only thing I could tell, or I that once I saw the poster, I was like, "Why does Emma Stone's name have a pentagram in it?" <laughs> the A the A looked like a pentagram to me. Uh, right. If you if you uh, check it out. Um, I don't think that was on purpose. I, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it has something to do with the movie. Who knows? I mean, I, d- <laughs> I, think, I don't think uh, it's supposed to be a pentagram. No, but that's I that's the only thing I could see. I don't think that that was an accident. That couldn't have been an accident. You don't think so? No. Because, well. Um, I, think, I think Cody's looking at it right now. No, I know what it's looked like. I was actually trying to look up. Have you have either of you seen the movie Easy A that Emma yes. Stone was also yeah. in? Yes. I was curious if the A in Easy A had a circle around it. It's a different font, um, and so I was thinking maybe it was. I, I don't know why they were trying to link that, but maybe it was supposed to be uh, a reference like, to her in Easy A, but I'm, it's not. No, I'm looking at the the movie poster now, and it's just a normal looking capital A. Yeah, type typeface a yeah because yeah. I, I, that's what i pulled up right now um because the the thing is i assume that they're releasing this movie uh to chinese audiences and i've heard very much recently through different avenues of research that because there's a lot of different theories going on with wandavision too that the character mephisto is involved uh in the wandavision uh plot uh and mephisto is marvel's devil uh satan basically in the marvel universe he's the devil and then i've heard there's a lot of people saying that disney or marvel will never add mephisto they'll never do any kind of devil representation because it completely limits them from the chinese audience um china i guess won't allow them to watch things with a devil I i don't really know exactly what the restrictions are or anything but Something to do with devil representation or something is just no go for the China audience. So if they plan on releasing this movie in China, I feel like it would be, it it can't be a pentagram. Now, again, because it's a letter A written in a specific font with a circle around it, it's not quite your perfect pentagram that if you Googled pentagram, it's not going to look exactly like it. But it is very reminiscent of. Yeah. So, and I've I've read several five six articles about the movie, and not once was that ever mentioned. So maybe it was just me that saw it and pointed it out. Uh, I, I saw someone else mention it. Oh, did yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything on Facebook or Twitter or anything. So, but then on the flip side of it, her name is Cruella Deville. Deville. Right, uh, and her whole last name is a play on the word "devil." Right, cruel, um, cruel devil. 
Yes, cruel devil. And so if if she doesn't scare you, then no evil will. They're basically implying that this woman is the embodiment of the devil herself. <laughs> yeah. So could it be, you know, her name is a play on words. So maybe the A in the circle is a play on a pentagram. Right. Who knows? I guess we'll see how prevalent an A in a circle is when the movie actually comes out. Yeah. I doubt you're actually going to see a real pentagram in this movie, though. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. So then a couple of Disney Plus things. Uh, I wanted to bring up a, a show that's debuting in a month before we uh, talk about WandaVision Episode 7 really quick. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be debuting next month. I want to say it was March 19th. Yep, March 19th, 2021. Uh, six weeks every Friday. Um, so not as long as WandaVision, but uh, uh, should be should be interesting. It'll give us something to watch after WandaVision's done. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but WandaVision episode seven came out today. I got a chance to watch it. I watched James the first episode. episode. <laughs> James finally watched episode one. Uh, what'd you, you what you, what'd you think about episode one? Oh, we, before we start spoiler alert, if you haven't seen episode seven or six, five, four, three, two, one, go ahead and check out the show notes. Cause it'll tell you when you can, Fast forward to, and you'll get back to us uh, talking about our main topic, and we won't spoil WandaVision for you. So what did you think about episode one? You know what? I loved it. I thought it was okay. great. I thought it was funny. Um, obviously, I have the luxury of listening to everyone talk about the first six or seven episodes, and so I didn't go into it trying to or thinking that I was going to understand what was happening. I just, I just went into it thinking, okay, I know this is going to be a story building over the next six, seven, eight weeks, and it's going to start to make a lot more sense later. So I just went into it appreciating it for the fact that they were trying to make it like a, a, a an old uh, sitcom. And right. I love old sitcoms. So I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a, a great show. I thought it was very funny, um, very well put together. And, and I loved it. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. So awesome. I, I will say that because I don't know if I've really talked about this aspect of the show as much as other things, but I, I really appreciate the, the sitcom parts of it and the different eras of sitcoms. Like in the first episode that James just watched is very reminiscent of like the Dick Van Dyke show and I love Lucy, things like that. Um, and I really appreciate Elizabeth Olsen and, Oh, his name just slipped my mind. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Yes. Um, because as the episodes progress and you go into the different generations of sitcoms and just, you know, TV shows and especially sitcoms and the way they've changed over the decades, they're very dramatic changes. Um, and the way that they're able to put themselves in these different generational periods, um, as actors is really quite impressive because there's a very different vibe from a portraying um, a sitcom from the fifties to portraying a sitcom in the nineties or two thousands, which is where um, the last couple episodes six and seven has been. Um, and it's just, it's really quite remarkable. Um, I've really gained a, a higher appreciation for these actors. Yeah. And I obviously haven't seen the other episodes to see how they progress and how they evolve, but yeah, definitely. I can see what you're talking about in that first episode because their mannerisms, the way that they 
handle themselves, hold themselves, the way they act yeah. is just, yeah. it's just a perfect representation, I think, of, of sitcoms from way back then. So, yeah. Yeah. And they've, they've, they've progressed throughout the episodes to move into the, you know, 50s, uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and, uh, with how they, how they do them in this episode, episode seven is titled breaking the fourth wall. Uh, and did you, uh, James, if you want to close your ears, go ahead, but <laughs> you, you might forget everything we say by the time you get to episode seven, but, uh, did what, what TV shows or things did you think of when you started watching the movie? Like, what were they trying to do? Okay. So two that jump out to me, okay. um, modern family. Yes. And the office, the office, by the way, they, they kind of interact with the audience and talk to the cameras and, mm -hmm. uh, the little cut scenes where they're like being kind of interviewed or, uh, uh, goes throughout the whole movie or the whole TV show. And I, I like the one where they're, where visions talking in front of the, uh, the waffle truck or whatever that was, or, uh, yeah, the funnel cake, the funnel uh, cake truck. And, yeah. and, and he, with, without quoting him for verbatim, he's like, what am I doing? He, Why am Yeah. And he's sitting in like the director, like the movie yeah. scene, movie yeah. set chair. And he's just like, you know, like, what, what are, what are we all really even doing here? <laughs> it's because yeah. it seems so just like they do such a good job of making all of this seem so plausible. Like as yeah. far fetched as this entire concept and show is, especially looking at it in these early episodes where, where James currently is. Um, and knowing, you know, and just trying to tell James that like, yes, this is current MCU timeline, but he's watching a Dick Van Dyke era version of the MCU. It's very hard to wrap your head around. Um, yeah. But by the time, like they do such a good job of ingraining you and conditioning you that, yes, this is all 100% real. By the time you get to this point, you're not questioning things anymore. You're like, <laughs> it's so plausible. It's, it's insane. It's yeah. I can't give these creators enough credit for the way this whole show has been put together. The amount of thought and the level of detail and attention that's gone into everything in order to create this show in the way that they've done it is truly remarkable. Yep. Yeah. So we, we, we kind of let episode six with, uh, Wanda expanding, uh, the Westview's boundaries, uh, to keep, uh, to save vision basically. Cause he was trying to get out, Ooh, uh, to save him. Yeah. I would say to save him. I would say to save him. Uh, and in doing that, she encompassed uh, part of the sword headquarters or sword where they were working, made it into a circus. Uh, Darcy got caught up in it. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, Monica and uh, what's the Jimmy, Jimmy Woo, they escaped to go meet a friend of Monica's and you find out where they were going in episode seven. Yeah. Uh, but the first thing I wanted to, I wanted to bring up uh, you, we kind of learn more about Agnes and uh, she's been um, a big part of the whole thing. Puppeteering. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we all thought it was Wanda, but I think Agnes is, uh, she's the bad one. I mean, she's what uh, it's, yeah, it was Agnes all, all along. along. And yeah, there's that song, Agatha all along. It's like an intro to a TV show from the fifties, sixties, whatever kind of has got like a monsters type of feel, uh, like the theme song. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's been, it's been her all along. So and it's interesting cause you get clips of every other episode 
and it specifically shows you how uh, Agnes is behind the scenes controlling everything. Right, right. Yeah, very, very, uh, I guess, a twist that I wasn't expecting. So I, I knew there was something off with her, but uh, didn't know I knew that. she was in on it. I yeah. knew she was in on it. She knew more than she was ever letting on. Did I think she was 100% in control of everything? No, but I did. I, I assumed that she was powerful and smart enough to play along and to go with the flow with whatever was going on with Wanda. Right. Um, but yeah, it was quite a twist to show that she is not just playing along. So she maybe is the puppeteer. Maybe Wanda's more of the director and she's the, uh, I, I don't know what you want. What, what's above a director who's controlling the whole thing? Cause Wanda was, she was kind of directing things. And then, uh, Agnes is, I don't know, the producer or the, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but she's got, she's got more power than I thought. So, mm-hmm. um, we see Monica try to enter the hex again. Uh, she meets with her engineer friend who brings her some fancy contraption car, uh, looks like a land or a moon rover type vehicle, and she tries it's to perseverance. enter. Perseverance. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's going to Mars. Uh, so she tries to enter. Um, the she can't get through, but she ends up going back in just on her own um, for yeah. a third time. So, and they they always mention that her, you know, every time she goes in, her DNA is being re rewritten. So, and now she's got more powers. Um, yeah, and we actually get to see those be manifested in this right. episode. Still not, I mean, you could probably look at comics uh, and Google exactly what, in the comics, her powers are, just based on the TV show. Um, I'm not really sure what her powers are supposed to be if you didn't already know her background. Yeah, it but, says here in the comics, she got the power to transform herself into any form of energy within the electromagnetic spectrum after getting bombarded by extra dimensional energies. Uh, well, so in this exactly one, exactly what, what is being put off gun- by that hex hex. Right. Right. So she goes in, confronts Wanda Agnes ends up uh, coming to, I guess, Wanda's rescue and kind of, kind of gets her away from, uh, from Monica. And it's funny because all the people in the town, uh, while Monica and Wanda are doing their thing, they all stop to watch. And yeah, then they're after, like, they're, after they're done, then they just go on with their lives. You know, they just continue walking or continue getting groceries out of the car. Um, so very, very interesting. Um, what are some of the other things? Uh, Darcy's in the circus uh, as well as Vision. They, they think he's the new clown. Uh, Wanda and, uh, or not Wanda, Darcy and, and Vision end up, uh, he ends up doing his little thing where he touches her head so she can, uh, uh, Wake be up. back to normal. Yeah. yeah. She thought, she thought he was hitting on her and trying to get a date when he was just trying to find out what, you know, what, what was going on. Uh, they jump what in that. Knew. Yeah. What she knew. They jump in that, that funnel cake truck and take off. And then it seems like everything happened, everything that's going through, even Vision notices it, that Wanda is somehow trying to stop him. You know, they get to that red light and or every light and turns red and they get to that red light and then the, the work crew comes and then the school kids cross and they can never leave. And I thought, why don't you just get out of the truck and walk? But they just sat in the truck and waited until Vision decided he, to fly off. Yeah, he eventually flies off. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see, what are some of the other things? Uh, director of Sword, uh, Tyler Hayward. He, you always thought he wanted he. You thought he wanted to get Wanda, but I think he actually wants Vision back. I think he was mm-hmm. trying to he was trying to do to Vision what Wanda did, bring him back to use as a weapon. I, th- I think so. I don't know if he was necessarily trying to get Vision back, but I think he was definitely trying to use the remnants of Vision to create sentient weapons. Something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he overly cared about Vision as a a personality. Yeah. But what Vision could do or what his body had the uh, capability of doing postpartum. Yeah. We get another ad. This time it's for like an antidepressant type uh, medication. (laughs) Um, Which were commercials that are ever so popular (laughs) in the 2000s. Right, right. After commercials are pharmaceutical ads. Yeah, yeah. I will will read this because it does a better job of explaining it than I could. It says the episode's commercials for the antidepressant Nexus. In Avengers Age of Ultron, Tony Stark hacks into the Nexus internet hub to discover that Jarvis, the AI that that had become vision scattered his artificial consciousness across the web to start to stop Ultron. Um, so yeah, the name of the drug was Nexus. They, they think it might tie into Dr. Strange, the next Dr. Strange movie coming out. Um, so we will see. Um, interesting. Yep. And then it, it in the commercial, it says a unique antipressant that works to anchor you back to your reality or the reality of your choice, which is kind of Wanda's reality now. Side effects include feeling your feelings, confronting your truth, seizing your destiny, and possibly more depression. So, um, <laughs> which again could not be more accurate <laughs> for pharmaceutical ads. True, true. Uh, some of the funny, uh, there was a funny line that Agnes said uh, where she said, Come on, kids, I won't bite. And then she said, I actually did bite a kid once. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> there was just some some funny little funny things in there um let's see the voices that they this says the voices that billy's hearing in his head are possibly the personalities of the westview residents uh all those things he can hear and then when he gets to agnes's house he says it's so quiet uh it's because her personality isn't being suppressed by wanda like the others mm-hmm. so uh the kids end up uh, Wanda comes over, she tries to look for the kids. That's when she discovers uh, that little basement area of Agnes's house and kind of where she learns. little witch's lair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of kind of all without without spoiling it too much. And then we got the we got the first uh, post scene credit that I know about um, mm-hmm. where, where Wanda runs into uh, Petro. Pietro, sorry. Um, and what did she? What did he say to her? I, I just watched it too. Um, um, snoopers uh, want yes. Snoopers want a snoop or something like that. Because uh, Monica looked like she was trying to break in, or she did open up Agnes's the, basement area, or the like the tornado uh, storm cellar. Storm, yeah, cellar yeah. Door, doors. It, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, very good. I can't wait for episode eight. Uh, unfortunately, we only have two more left. Um, but I I did like this one just because you know it was the Modern Family slash Office type thing where 
uh, you know, a couple scenes, it's like somebody talking to Wanda or, or Wanda talking to them. And then in one of the scenes, the guy actually starts talking back and she's like, are you supposed to be talking or something like, like, like that? Cause it was the, it was the guy that was interviewing her started talking too. And, uh, right. So. Which is very reminiscent from when, like the, like in the last season of the office where, um, you get more of like the camera guys talking to like Pam or, or whatever Jim talking to the camera guys. Yeah. So James, you got to catch up. Yes. I'm actually excited to go watch it. I'm going to probably go watch a couple episodes tonight. Yeah. They're not too long. Um, No. 30% of them are like credit. So uh, (laughs) you credit start rolling. You you look and it still says seven minutes left. (laughs) I'm not watching seven minutes of credits, but I I did hear that there was a post scene credit on episode seven. So I had to, I had had to to watch that. that one. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'm excited to go watch some more. Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's, uh, well, any other news you guys got that you came across this week, um, that you wanted to bring up or mention? You know what? Just that, uh, I know the star Wars outpost, the new one in downtown Disney opened today. Um, basically they converted at least part of the rainforest cafe and, uh, made it look like an outpost. So, Cool. Interesting story. Rain, Rainforest Cafe. I never ate there. No, you never ate no, there? Went, ever? No, ever. We went in there a few times ago, but it was so packed. We walked over to Tortilla Joe's. Really? And yeah. I mean, it, we're talking like hour, hour wait. So I didn't. Right. I was hungry. So ate at the ESPN Sports Zone and Tortilla Joe's and um, uh, what's that? The Earl. Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich. Yeah, but never ate at the Rainforest. I like now it's gone. Cafe. Yeah, you we ate there a few times. Still go, well, I think you can still go there in Disney World in the uh, whatever they call their downtown Disney there. What is it, Disney Springs? Uh, Disney yeah. Springs, yeah. I mean, that year that um, I went, it was there. That was 2017. Yep, it was there when I went too, which I think was 2018. So I would assume it's still there. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard that it's closed. So Right. It's not yeah. a bad place. It's kind of cool. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just never yeah, either. They, they it's very it. reminiscent of, unless, was there a rainforest cafe at the old safari casino in Henderson? Cause there was a restaurant in the safari casino. That's now the, whatever it's called out in Henderson. Uh-huh. Um, and there was a restaurant in there that had gorillas and elephants that would move. And there was thunder. And now I'm thinking that it may have just been a rainforest cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. I don't even think that casino's back open again yet. So, Cause that's what it used to be, right? It used to be called this safari. Yeah, I think so. Long time ago. Long time it's, ago. Now it's, it's been a, rebranded now, but uh, it's what, a fiesta, I think, but. Oh yeah. I think it is fiesta now. Yeah. Fiesta Henderson, but I don't think it's opened there's several of their properties that they haven't opened, haven't opened Texas station and a couple others, but I don't know, maybe it was at some point. Cause yeah, it used to be themed like a safari type theme. The whole casino. Yeah, and the rainforest cafe would fit into that aesthetic. Yeah. So now I'm thinking that that's just what it was. 
Possibly. I never made that connection before. I just figured that one of them was ripping the other one off, but it could have just been the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I saw someone on one of the Disneyland annual pass holder um, groups on Facebook. Somebody posted a picture in front of the Star Wars outpost there, and they didn't have their mask on. (laughs) They posted two pictures. Holy they better cat. watch out. Cast yeah. members will come find you. Holy cat. Well, one of his pictures, there's a cast member actually behind him. It looks like about 20 feet, but she's looking away. She's looking like she's looking oh, okay. down to the ground or something. But holy cow. Like, you don't, quick, quick. You don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't want to post pictures like that on a site because everybody was ripping him apart. I was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I better shut up yeah. about the pictures I took. Everyone's like... <laughs> I can't believe you You can't follow simple instructions. You're the reason that Disneyland's closed. You're the most horrible person in the world. Yeah. People are dying because of you. I was like, oh my gosh. I took my mask <laughs> off. I took my mask off for three seconds to take a picture. I think, uh, yeah, I think we'll live. And they probably yeah. weren't within six feet of, of anybody. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, if you can take it off in a room that's at 50% capacity for an hour while you eat him taking his mask off with, you know, no more than, you know, no less than six feet away from anybody. Yeah. No, no more, no less with at least six feet away from somebody for three seconds to take a couple pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yes. The only way Disneyland's going to reopen is if, People can follow the rules. If you can't follow the rules, I'm sure they will kick you out. If you refuse to wear a mask or consistently ask to, to keep it on and you don't, I have no doubt that they will kick you out and you could poss- possibly be banned from ever coming back. Yeah. At this point, when they do reopen, Disney is going to do what they have to do to stay open. They are not going to want to hit a, a, another point in their history where they have to be closed for a year. Yeah. Never again does Disney want to do this. Nope. Yeah, we're looking at what 16 8 what 24 days, 24 25 days until they hit that year mark. Yeah. yeah so. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, with that outpost opening today, I heard there was like a 3-hour wait. I don't know if it's 3-hour wait to park or 3-hour wait to get into downtown Disney, but sounds like wow. there was a huge line. Yeah, the line for parking last week was unbelievable. Was it? <laughs> When we, when we went on that Saturday, the next day after we recorded Friday, right? So Saturday we yep. went and yeah, we were driving down that street, whatever that street is, um, where you turn in because the parking's there at the Simba parking lot next to Paradise Pier and cars were lined up like almost to ball. Like they might've been all the way to ball. It was unbelievable. So is wow. that where they're having people park? They're not using the parking garage? Yes, that is where they're having people park is right there uh, next to Paradise Pier. And then they've got so, the uh, checkpoints. You walk in right next to, well, the, the where you where you would normally walk in there, right next to what used to be the ESPN. So, yeah. So now I don't know if I've ever really been back in that parking lot. Maybe we ran through there for that 5K we did a couple years ago. Did. I think we did a little bit. Um but That's is where that they parking do. lot big enough for to be used as downtown Disney parking? It's pretty huge, yeah. Yeah, okay. I've, I've I have parked back there before. Yeah, okay. Uh, we That's were pretty- down there for something where we didn't go into Disneyland. We just went to down downtown Disney. I thought, I thought you were with us, Cody. Well, maybe. 
Um, I wasn't driving, so I wasn't paying no. attention to the size of the parking lot. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what we were down there for, and I don't know why you would have been with us, but <laughs> yeah, why? why no, why you weren't with me. Us. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I, I why why were you even with us? I said, no, I, Cody with us again. <laughs> we were. We we just went to downtown Disney, so it wasn't like we took a trip or anything. Uh, maybe I sent you a picture of the <laughs> of uh, like as we're walking. I took a picture of DCA. It's like, hey, look where we're at, Cody. Uh, just yeah. trying to make you jealous, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You don't want me there, but you know, rub it in that I'm not there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's over to Marsha. Tell your sister to stop dropping her kid off with us. Jeez. <laughs> uh, and I even forgot what year that was. So, all right. Well, that's all the news I got. Um, we can probably move on to our main topic. Yes. Uh, the three caballeros. <laughs> uh, if, right. you've been, if you've been uh, following us now, I'm, now I'm just going to say, I'll say something else, but um if you've been watching our la- or listening to our last couple episodes, um, we've been watching the Disney animated feature film starting with Snow White, and we are on number seven, which is the Three Caballeros. Walt Disney does it again. For the merriest musical screen surprise of them all is headed your way. First, a new personality is added to the Disney Hall of Famous Characters. Panchito, the Mexican rooster. A two-gun charro who joins his fine-feathered friends Donald Duck and Joe Carioca. Son of a gun, it's a pleasure to see such fine gentlemen in Mexico. We're three caballeros, three gay caballeros. They say we are birds of a feather. We're happy amigos, no matter where he goes. The one, two, and three goes, we're always together. They're the three Caballeros, a reckless, amorous, swashbuckling trio riding a magic carpet to romance and adventure. And here's a surprise, a glimpse of the newest thing to hit the movie since talking pictures came in. Walt Disney actually combines for the first time on the screen cartoon with flesh and blood personalities. Aurora Miranda, singing and dancing star from Brazil. Dora Luz, outstanding radio and screen star from Mexico. And you'll always belong to my heart. Carmen Molina, sensational Mexican dancer. And a whole screen full of Latin American lovelies to set three feathery wolves on a laugh and love spree. Romancing, dancing, singing the 16 happy songs by three of Latin America's greatest composers. Yes, 16 top tunes for your heart, a thousand thrills for your eyes, and no end to laughs in Walt Disney's latest pleasure-packed full-length Technicolor feature, The Three Caballeros. It premiered in Mexico City on December 21st, 1944, made its United States premiere uh, or release on February 3rd, 1945. It is 71 minutes long, so not too long. Um, And basically, it's a series of little segments that are, uh, it says, strung together by Donald Duck opening birthday gifts from his Latin American friends. One of them we were introduced to in... um, 
and Saludos Amigos, which was uh, jo- Jose Carioca. And then we meet a new friend who's from Mexico. His name is Panchito Pistoles. So those three are the three caballeros, and they uh, hang around, do some stuff. Um, None of it really makes any sense. It, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It does. Uh, so which, when is uh, when is when is Donald's birthday in the movie? Oh, crap. Tell you what, it makes a lot of sense. The poor guy. Uh, I just went blank. When is it? Well, it's, it's Friday the 13th, right? That's right. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. 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 So, he's extremely happy about it. Yes. So that was one of the interesting yeah. things about this is that it shows Friday the 13th. And then a few years later, there's another cartoon that I think puts his birthday as like March 13th. But the official Disney... Uh, birthday for Donald Duck is June 9th for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, they used, yeah, I don't know why they didn't, uh, why they didn't incorporate that, but June 9th, cause that was his first appearance in the wise little hand. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but why didn't, yeah. Why did they not just keep that consistent when making this movie? Yeah. yeah the, who knows? the inconsistency is killing me here. Right. <laughs> we need answers, Disney. <laughs> uh, let's see. So this was, uh, <laughs> this movie was the second entry of the uh, the Walt Disney Studios Good Neighbor uh, project, where they first they went to South America, uh, this time Mexico, uh, and South America. They revisited, yeah. Um, so the two are kind of similar. This one, I, I was looking at some of the um, some of the reviews, like critic reviews. Uh, Although I, I I enjoyed this movie and I, I it has a higher ranking for me than Saludos Amigos. Um, um, some of the let me find the reviews here critics. I mean they by what they sound this was like a masterpiece. Um, it says it says a smashing follow up to Saludos Amigos, one of the most dazzling achievements of the cartoon genre. Now now you got to take into account that these were written when the movie came out. I think that makes a big difference. I'd like to see a review from the last 20 years. Right, right. Uh, This one says, Chicago Reader says, one of the forgotten masterworks of Disney animation, no other Disney feature achieved this level of exuberant abstraction or displayed the same sheer pleasure in the magic of the animator's art. I did like the the mixing of the cart animation and the live action people. Uh, They did it very well. Um, oh, I think. does not look like James agrees with you. <laughs> yeah, I think they did it very well. The the mixture, and it was the first time they had done it since some of the Alice the Alice comedies. So, yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah. I if you have something to say, James, raise your hand. Oh yeah, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on one second. There you oh, go. James, James has something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did it great. Also. What I don't understand is I thought we were doing a review of Disney's animated features. And as soon as you have live characters on there, doesn't that take the animated features feature out of there? Because if that's included, then why isn't Peach Dragon included in this list of movies that we're going through? Why isn't, didn't the reluctant dragon mix animation? And is the thing, I think that is Peach Dragon and Reluctance Dragon are primarily live action with hints of animation, like Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is primarily live action. 
Yes. This is, although it does have the different scenes that the live action people are heavily incorporated. I think majority of the film is primarily animated. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Okay. I can agree (laughs) with that, but (laughs) to a point I can agree with that. Right. It's just not an animated feature anymore. At least not to me. Right. Not to me. So, so would you throw song of the South in there too? As far as why is that not an animated feature? Yeah. I mean, Oof. why not? That's mostly yeah. animated, isn't it? I don't, that one could be closer to 50-50. Yeah. There's a lot of live action in Song so, of the South. So what's the percentage that gets it from being a live action with some animation to being an animated feature by Disney? I think whichever one it is, I would say and they probably vary on that line, but I would say it's got to be majority. So I'm going to say Anything more than 50%, either live action or animated, is going to declare it live action or animated. Personally, I would say if I were making a movie, it's got to be 75% one way or the other to be considered that. How they determine it, I have no idea. Right. So anyways. That's just my thoughts and feelings. Random random thoughts that I have while watching this movie. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you continue on, Jason. I apologize for jumping. I had a lot of crazy thoughts about when no, go ahead. This share, your, share, share your thoughts. Cause what I want to mention, I want to mention later because it, it deals with the parks. So. Here's my thing. Okay. So go ahead. watching this movie, you turn it on, on Disney plus you hit play the little 15 second, uh, disclaimer about, yeah. Uh, stereotypes wrong then wrong now, instead of deleting this movie from our category, we're just going to, put it out there, spark conversation and be better in the future. Okay. Great. I'm watching this along. It starts off with this cute little penguin guy. I'm like, okay. Instantly in this first sequence, I'm like, this movie's so much better than Saludos Amigos. Finally, we're watching a good movie again. Um, and then like after the penguin, this movie tanks and the longer it goes on, the worse it gets, the weirder it gets, the crazier it gets, and the more uh, children cover your ears, the more sexually aroused Donald gets. Yeah. And it's just weird. That was kind of weird, yeah. Donald's running around the chasing these Mexican girls saying, come here, my little burrito. Like, what? Yeah. No where's wonder Daisy? they put this disclaimer on there. Yeah, where's <laughs> Daisy at during all this? Come yeah. here, my little burrito. <laughs> <laughs> That might be the worst Donald Duck impression I've ever heard. I tried it. Do it again. I can't do a Donald. Your son can do a Donald. I can't do a Donald. It's just, it was weird. And like, it got to a point where in the beginning, I thought this was mainly going to be about birds and different kinds of birds celebrating birds um in southern continents one of those southern continents being antarctica with the penguins yeah and then it changes to hot spanish babes and donald going cuckoo for cocoa puffs (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i i agree with cody a lot of what cody said And, and every like man this like one of the longest hour and 11 minutes of my entire life. Like 
like the, the saving grace of Saludos Amigos was that it was only 40 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> this should have been no more than 40 minutes. I don't know why they kept going. Every time they introduced a new sequence, I was like, this has got to be the last one. And then for whatever reason, freaking uh, Chimichanga uh, Pistols was like, oh, well, I'm glad you like this part of Mexico. Let me show you another part of Mexico. And I was like, oh, come on, Pistola is like, give it a rest. <laughs> That almost sounded like a German accent there. I don't know <laughs> if that was intentional or. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was, you had different segments, the cold-blooded penguin, the flying gachito, gachito, uh, one called, um, I'm going to, I'm going to mess it up. Uh, a bahi or something like that, which is. By I, was it by, by, yeah, by I, I, According to the pronunciation thing, it it's pronounced. Bahi, uh, but I'm I'm not sure. Uh, then you had Las Las Posados. Then you had basically a tour of Mexico where they go around to Veracruz and or Ver, Veracruz and Acapulco, and then the final "You Belong to My Heart" where it's with Donald. Um, so um, yeah, it but was like every, every Mexico segment, and even in South America when it was just him and. Uh, Jose, it was just like him oogling over these girls. Mm. Uh, and then there was like the one segment closer to the end where as it was transitioning, the narrator was just like, pretty girls, pretty girls, pretty girls. And I'm just like, what is going on? Calm down, Donald. <laughs> oh. And the, the thing was, was that it kept getting more intense with each sequence, like with like they, they leaned so heavy on this. Donald just wants a Latin girl. Right. <laughs> and the whole time I'm just thinking, where's Daisy? So yeah. well, he almost turned into her at once. <laughs> yeah. There I was a I weird part where he's like, it's all feminine and his chest is robust and he's got these big old eyelashes and he almost turns into Daisy. Yeah. I think I read something that they specifically kept her out just so that it didn't look like he was cheating, cheating on her. Cheating on her, yeah. But they looked that way to me. So <laughs> they, they are uh, taking a break. Yeah. We were on a break. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, anymore, yeah, I've never seen this movie before. Right based on all the imagery that I've seen throughout the years of the three caballeros of Donald Jose and what's Pistole's first name. Um, I just went blank. It is uh Panchito Panchito, the three of them and all the marketing and advertising I've seen about the three caballeros. This is not at all what I thought this movie was. Right. And that's not a bad or a good thing. It's just was not at all what I thought it was going to be. Right. I thought it was going to be more of a Pinocchio, you know, an actually story-based driven movie <laughs> um, <laughs> about these three birds. Right. That go on some adventure. And yeah, that's what happened. But it was very, there, there was no plot other than, his gifts came alive and they could go into them and travel countries. And I don't know. 
I, I'm his, being awfully harsh, but his gifts for his birthday that wasn't even really his birthday. Birthday, yeah. <laughs> so this was it was re-released uh, one time in 1977. Uh, it was a featurette that accompanied a reissue of a movie, Never a Dull Moment. They did cut the featurette down to 41 minutes, uh, so it was edited significantly for the re-release, uh, which uh, a lot of things I read about it said it made even less sense. <laughs> with it being with it being edited, uh, so I'll tell uh, you though. After that forty minute mark is where I start to be like, yeah, okay, any minute now, <laughs> Donald. See, it did I, do. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, James. I was just gonna say, I think that fact that you just brought up, they you said that it was re released one time, right? One time, like and, every and other the, Disney the movie, it's like, uh, you know, here's here's Pinocchio. It's been re released forty five yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. And as we as we go through the, the the package films or the wartime films, we're probably going to see that same scenario playing out where they weren't released theatrically yeah. very many times. Well, I uh, think there's definitely a reason for that. Right. <laughs> right. They weren't uh, that good. I, I, I know they call this a a movie or a a feature length film, but to me, and I think James and I kind of touched on this last week, is that it's just a bunch of shorts with some transitions to stitch them all together. So, and your transitions are the fact that each one of these shorts is a gift to Donald that he's opening. And to me personally, that is not my favorite type of movie feature length film, the way about making a movie. That's not my favorite. Now, maybe that's what was popular back in the day, or that's all they had the money for. But to me, there's just not a clear and concise overarching yeah story well speaking yeah. of money um i mean th- it did this was successful as far as money wise okay so uh, last movie was all government grants and yeah. they were basically paid to make the movie is this in that same category i don't know i didn't i couldn't find anything specific that said that i it, i just found on this site says the film returned rentals to rko by 1951 of 3.35 million dollars uh, with 1.5 million being generated in the U.S. and Canada, um, so it was it was part of that whole goodwill tour thing. So yeah, uh, it probably was. That, yeah, this specifically said it was the second part of that. Absolutely. The good right. friends are created to improve right. relations or whatever. So for so, so for Disney, uh, it made it made them money, which then allowed them to keep on making the films during the war. And we're going to come across the next three that are going to be very similar to mm-hmm. the, the what you don't like as far as the segments and yeah, the, especially the next couple ones being more closer to like a Fantasia type uh, with music and all that. So that's why we are going <laughs> to we are going to review the next three together in one episode. We're not going to stretch it out over three episodes. And okay. then what what are the next three? They are. Uh, it is make my music. Uh, mm-hmm. fun and fancy free. And I just went blank on the next one. Uh, let me melody time. Melody time. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I got him in, in, in the right order. Uh, let me see. And then, and then after that, we get the adventures of Ichabod. Right. It's make my music next, which is the one that's not on, uh, Disney plus. So that's the one I bought fun and fancy free. Yeah. And then melody time. And then like James said, the Ichabod. Uh, okay. 
the Ichabod yeah, make one my stuff. music. That's the one Cody last episode was trying to get you to do illegal stuff with, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we don't talk about it, James. Remember? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some of the things I I, I did want to bring out, and in 2007, the film did become a basis for a ride at the Mexican Pavilion at Walt Disney World, uh, named the Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the Three Caballeros. Uh, and uh, Small World ride at Disneyland when they when they updated it, they added a bunch of Disney characters into it, Ariel and all them. They 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 also got a spot in the uh, in the section that portrays Mexico. Um, they've been used for meets and greets, but like Cody said, the 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 commercial or the uh, them uh, being at the parks or the 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 marketing of the three, I think, is the reason why I probably like the movie more than saludos amigos. Cause I like those three characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been cool to see them like in an actual movie, uh, whatever the adventures of the three caballeros kind of like, uh, I don't know, uh, like a, maybe a Western type, uh, yeah. Where they're riding on horses, maybe saving yeah. people or something. Like yeah. Three amigos, which is a yeah, exactly. great movie. Something exactly. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of slapstick comedy. Uh, I think that would have been cool. Now at the time, maybe. yeah, a Hispanic, Latin inspired version of the Three Musketeers with mm. Donald, Mickey, and Goofy. Like that's what I expected based on all of the marketing that I've seen over the right. years. Right. Yeah. Um, so for the simple fact of the marketing, I like these characters. My my score that I'm giving it will probably be higher than your guys's. Uh, I don't and, know. If and, <laughs> and probably higher than it deserves, but we will we will see. So my question is after finishing the movie, what came up, you know how on Disney plus it'll be like, Oh, because you watched three caballeros, it gives you like a suggestion, right? It was the tale or the adventures of the three caballeros. Is that something we're going to watch? Is that in our list of things or is that some weird like branch off something that appeared on like, Disney channel at some point. Yeah, mine, or something. mine came up with the same thing and I'd never seen that. So I'll have to check it out, but it's not one of the animated features. Okay. So that I think would be more of maybe what I'm was thinking that this was going to be an actual story of the three of them doing right. something worthwhile. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> maybe less oogling by Donald. <laughs> oh that's awesome the legend of the three caballeros 2018 okay yes the legend oh 2018 it's that recent yeah it says yeah. it's an animated tv series based on the 1944 animated disney film and features oh it's a tv series oh, yeah, it says once one season yeah oh. donald we'll jose and panchito inherit a magical atlas and travel the world battling mythical monsters well, there you go. Interesting. Okay, so it's a series, not a not. Yeah. A There's 13 movie. episodes. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. There's also a documentary which I haven't seen, but I I, I I don't know if it's on Disney Plus or not. Called Walt and El Grupo. It's a documentary film about the making of this movie. So obviously, you're gonna have like classic shots of Walt Disney and you know the mm-hmm. animators, and so that might be interesting. But yeah. Um, we'll see this, this movie did, it, it was nominated for a few awards, 1946 Academy Award, 
It was nominated for Best Musical Score and Best Sound Recording, but did not win either. Best way to start a nap. <laughs> like, I was even, like, laying down on the couch, getting towards the end of this, just, like, waiting for it to be over, being like, now I know why it's so easy for James to fall asleep during these things. Like, I get it. Yeah. All right, so with that, uh, do you guys want to share your scores? Oh, man. Who wants to go first? <clears throat> I'll go first. All right. Okay. I gave it, I did like it a little bit better than Saludos Amigos. Okay. So I'm a little bit higher. Mostly the thing that set it apart for me is I actually like some of the music in this, in this movie. Um, yeah. I thought some of it was good. Um, I still, I still don't like the, the live action part. I still don't like the fact that they're just a bunch of stories loosely held together. For me, calling it a movie uh, is a pretty loose definition for a movie. Uh, calling yeah. it an animated feature, uh, I feel, is a loose definition for an animated feature myself. Um, but I gave it a 43. 43. So about five five higher than uh, Saludos, amigos. Yep. 43. Yes. All right. Cody? Um, so I went, like, as watching this, um, I came up with three different scores. Uh, one was in the beginning when I first was watching this during the penguin scene, I'm like, this movie's in 86. Like <laughs> I was here for it. Wow. 86. Um, and then I six. You haven't given anything watching. in 86 yet. No, that's not my final score. That's well, not my final score. I'm just saying, even the fact that you were thinking that oh. at the beginning with the penguin, like, you gave Pinocchio a seventy-eight. <laughs> so had it. So had this I like movie, penguins, man. Okay. <laughs> had this movie ended after the penguin sequence, that 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 would have been your Eight, highest score ever. <laughs> Dumbo was eighty-four. You thought the penguin was eighty-six? I'm just surprised. I'm not questioning you. you you're welcome to your opinion. I just like am surprised. Penguins. You really like that penguin. <laughs> I thought. Honestly, I thought that that was the most creative segment in the whole thing. Right. I, I liked the story of the penguin. Like, yeah, like, I believe it. Penguins get cold. This guy <laughs> wants a tropical getaway. I get it. You know? I think, I think someone's been in northern Utah for a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> Penguins get cold. <laughs> I'm over here like watering around in my big coat as it's snowing. Like, you know, I feel for the guy. All right. So as it, as it went on. So as it, as it went on, you know, I'm not going to rehash everything that I've already said. I think it's, I've made myself pretty clear on how I feel about the rest of this movie. Um, I was then going to say that, I'm I'm gonna for for principle just just to prove a point I'm gonna rate this the same that I rated three caballeros because there in general I liked this movie better like James said there were things in this movie that I liked better than the three caballeros you mean what Saludos amigos Saludos amigos yes there were things in the three caballeros that I liked better than Saludos amigos but it just kept going and going and there's not very movies that I've watched that I'm sitting there just praying that 
the next thing I see is going to be <laughs> the end of it. So, and so, I did that like 10 different times. Like this has got to be the end. And it wasn't. So let me make sure I'm following along correctly. Cause you said you had three different scores throughout it. The first one was, was an 86 with the penguins. Then you yeah. decided you're going to go with the exact same as Saludos Amigos, which was 50. So you dropped 36 yeah. points to 50. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yes. uh, I'm with you. Let's keep going. <laughs> I want to hear what you ended up with. <laughs> so, so yeah, as I'm, you know, in between this, the, the second half of it, you know, I'm like, okay, like, because it keeps going on and on, I'm going to give it a, a 50 because it's just, it's, it's too long at this point. I've, I've lost interest basically. Um, and then by the time I finish it, I'm just so taken aback so by, <laughs> by everything that Donald became in this movie. Um, I've always associated Donald with being uh, like hot headed, you know, tempered, you know, not the nicest duck in the pond, but never did I picture him as the horniest duck in the pond. (laughs) (laughs) And like they leaned so hard on that. Like it got to a point where it was a little too much for me. And I'm not like typically offended or usually you know, if a movie has like an inappropriate scene or something in it, you know, like in a rom-com, maybe things will get hot and heavy or something. Like usually those things don't bother me, but, and I, I don't know if it was just cause it was Donald, but something about it just kind of bothered me. And the fact that it wasn't just one scene where they <laughs> had a live action girl in it and he got a little, you know, the hearts coming out of his eyes, but it was just like, once they did it, they were like, you know what? I really liked that. Can we do that again? And then they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, you know what? Those two were really good. I bet you we could do it a third time. And they just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. So then I'm like, I can't, there's no way I can rate this the same. It's it's (laughs) dropped it for me. I have to bring it lower than 50. Um, and, and, and I'll say, um, I, I will gladly rate this lower than what I rated Fantasia. And I did that with Saludos Amigos, but I was hesitant about it because of the way I've been doing my scoring. But this one, between losing interest um, and everything going on with Donald, I will gladly rate this as the lowest I've rated anything thus far. <laughs> um, and I'm going to give this one um, a 39. Wow. Which is not the lowest score ever. Your lowest score, but not the lowest score. A 39. So we went from an 86 when I started watching this movie <laughs> to a 39 by the time I got to the end of it. Cody was getting mad. He's like, Donald, yeah. knock it off. <laughs> Those poor girls I'm, on the know. beach. <laughs> Maybe I'm just getting old, and so it's just it just it rubs me the wrong way these days. I don't know. All right. So for mine, I, I, my explanation isn't going to be as long as Cody's. Uh, Sorry, I just <laughs> no, that's fine. I I love it. I love it. I gave mine the the reason I gave mine was more of because of the three characters than uh, you know. I don't mind the segments. Uh, you better get used to them for the next couple of movies. But, uh, 
Uh, I went more of based on like, like Cody was talking about the marketing of the characters and um, they are fairly popular. I mean, I like Donald Duck. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, yeah. And I, I yeah. would agree with that. From so myself. at, at the end of the day, I gave it a 50. So um, I was at, I, I ended up at your middle point. Uh, yeah. Before Donald got all crazy. Um, so and I so gave it a 50. Did you give this 10 points higher than Saludos Amigos just because they added uh, Panchito. Uh, I don't know if that's the reason, just the three characters believer. together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, maybe, maybe I just thought it was a 50. So okay. not as, not as high as Fantasia higher than Saludos Amigos. Um, which if we average that out, it is a not all 44, 44, which is our uh, lowest average. No, Oh, it's not Saludos, Saludos Amigos. Wow, that's by 1.33 points. Um, and we were, we were fairly close on too, as far as our rankings, uh, only, only 11 points separated us three where 12 points separated us in Saludos Amigos. Mm -hmm. So, um, interesting. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's number six now with Saludos Amigos dropping down to number seven. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Home Alone was going to have any friends at the bottom of the of my range, but mean, Home Alone or you mean Home, Home on the, the range? range? Home on the Range. <laughs> so Careful. I didn't think Home Alone's a good movie. Careful. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Home Alone is a great movie. I did not think Home on the Range right was going to have any friends at the bottom of the, I think, the totem pole here, but I I think it just might. I think when when we get to Home on the Range, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised and rank it higher than you think. <laughs> not gonna happen <laughs> oh, i can't wait to get to that one i've never seen that one so yeah yeah oh, so, you should have gone to safe key in the early 2000s they love that movie <laughs> so we have we have four package films left um have you guys seen make my music funny fancy free or melody time no no so I this will be the first so. time yeah mm-hmm. i've seen clips from them yeah, me too. Uh, but I've never yeah. sat down and watched the entire thing. So this will be, whether whether they're good or bad, this will be interesting for me. Are these uh, long like Fantasia? No. Uh, no uh, I, I think Make Mine Music's an hour, an hour and five minutes. Let me see. I can I, I, I can pull them up real quick. And I think we talked to, they were like 70, like mid 70 minutes. Make mm-hmm. My Music is 75. Um. I think I looked them up last week. One of them was 73. Uh, Fun and Fancy Free maybe is 73. Uh, yep, 73. Make Mine Music, 75. And Melody Time, I think came in around the same. Um, so between now and next 75. Friday, yep. you've got three and a half hours of pure Disney to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I know what I'm going to be doing at work. So (laughs) this is what uh, should be known as Disney's torture era. Yeah. Well, yeah. Disney's. Yeah. Possibly package films, wartime era. Uh, I mean, I get it. It was a very different time. Afloat. Yeah. It was a very different time when these movies were coming out. So absolutely. Just know 
you got to get through these next four and then we can get to some like Cinderella and Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan and Lady and the Tramp and Sleeping Beauty. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I just want to say that I'm very glad that I grew up in the generation of Disney movies that I grew up in. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, did anybody else uh, recognize Dr. Holloway in this movie? No. Dr. Holloway. The voice. He was used as the narrator during the penguin sequence. Oh. oh. Um, it sounded very familiar to me. Yes. Who was it? He is the original voice of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Sterling Holloway. Yeah. And Cheshire Cat. Yeah. Who was the second one? Caw the snake in Jungle Book. Jungle Book, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I kept hearing it. I was like, man, I I know that voice. (laughs) And that could also be the reason why I liked that penguin sequence so much. Right. Uh, Because as soon as he started talking, I instantly recognized that voice. And I looked it up and was like, I was like, this guy sounds like Winnie the Pooh. You were just like, 86. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then when you get to make my, or you don't have make my music though, huh? Uh, no. Cause he's actually a narrator in that too. Oh. Um, so he was the voice of the stork in Dumbo. He was adult flower in Bambi. Um, the narrator of the penguin sequence in this movie, the narrator in the Peter and the wolf sequence in make my music, the voice of Cheshire cat, um, uh, Kai and, the jungle book, like you said, uh, Roquefort in the Aristocats, mm-hmm. uh, but best remembered as the voice of Winnie the Pooh in the Winnie the Pooh featurette through 1977. And he is a Disney legend. So, Oh, good for him. I mean, yeah. it makes sense that cause I probably cause it's the Winnie the Pooh voice that I grew up with. But when I think the voice of Winnie the Pooh, I think of Jim Cummings, which is also done uh Cheshire cat and right. a lot of other things. It says most of the roles done by uh, Holloway were then inherited by Jim Cummings after Holloway died. Yeah. So very interesting. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, there's our uh, thoughts on the three caballeros and I won't have to say that name for a while. (laughs) The three caballeros, Uh, the three caballeros, the three gay caballeros. They really, it, I noticed this in the last film too, and, and it was probably a very popular word in this era, uh, but gay comes up a lot. Um, and again, I, and yes, I know gay means happy. And so uh, it just must have been a lot more common back then. Yeah. Yeah. It, as, as in it being used in place of the word happy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cause Donald proved that he was definitely not. So there's no confusion. there. <laughs> uh. He was very <laughs> unhappy. <laughs> uh, yeah. He was, you know, everyone was stealing his girls. He couldn't get to him. He was going <laughs> to kill that one guy in Brazil or Peru, wherever they were. It's like, who's this guy? And he gets his, gets his horns. Like, I was like, chill, bro, chill. All right. So, so you guys don't have to ever watch it again if you don't want to. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, obviously don't. 
don't go by what we say. Um, check it out. Uh, <laughs> but you might want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, check it out. Check it out. Watch it for yourself. It's yeah. It's part of Disney history. So you got to at least watch, watch it once. Watch it for yourself and then email us and let us know what you rank it as. Yes. 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 Yep. Exactly. So um, let us know that you agree with James and myself. Yes. <laughs> what? Not me. My score wasn't too far off from James's. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that a very large seven point. Seven gap. points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if that's all you got on the movie, um, that's all I got for the episode. Unless you guys got any last minute alibis. Um, nope. I think I'm nope. good. No, I all think right. I've said what I need to say. <laughs> so we'll share, <laughs> so we'll share some of our social media. I'm going to start at the uh, the bottom this time. Uh, I'll start with our email address: talkingdizzypodcast at gmail If you do have any comments about this episode, about the movie, uh, about any other movie or you want to share your rankings and I will add them uh, to my list that I'm keeping. Uh, we're at talking Disney podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook, we're at talking Disney podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at talking Disney, follow us on Instagram at talking Disney podcast, our website, www.talkingdisneypodcast.com where uh, we will load the show up first before it is streamed out to all the popular app or uh, podcast streaming services and apps. Um, and yeah, James looks was, like he wants to say something. Yeah. I was going to raise my hand, but I couldn't get over there quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying it would be really cool to get some, some uh, ratings from, from some listeners, uh, even yeah. without any commentary or whatever, even just sending one of us a text to say, Hey, uh, you know, Bambi, I give it a 42 out of a hundred. Right. It would be, it'd be yeah. great to, compiling a list of, of different ratings for different movies. Yeah. I'm yeah, trying to get to jump in on ones so, we've already covered. Yeah. yeah so send yeah. them in. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did also say the same thing to my, uh, my sister-in-law. And so, so, Hey, you know, watch them. Tell yeah. us what you think. Give us a score. You know, I was like, you can even text me. You don't got to bother typing out an email. You text me, it'll get on the show. Yeah. Snow White in the yep. seven drawers, 72 or whatever it may be. You don't, and feel, but feel, feel free to comment too, and we'll share it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to get Kaylee to do it. I talked to her the other day, so she she says she'll do it. She's watched, she's watched them all up into Dumbo. Uh, she's never seen Saludos Amigos or the Three Caballeros, so she'll have to catch up to those. But well, you'll have to get her and Braxton to watch them together, and then <laughs> maybe you'll be uh, successful. And there's there's two additional do. ladies right there. They 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 do randomly watch Disney movies. She'll she'll throw on like Princess and the Frog or Tangled down here while they're watching movies. So see, there you go. Tell them they got seven days yeah. to watch those three. Let's get go. their ratings in. All right, <laughs> I'll tell her. I'll tell her. All right. Well, that's all I got, guys. Um, thanks for uh, taking time out of your day to listen to us. Uh, we appreciate it. We have fun. Um, and I will say this is the first time in a long time that we've actually completed three episodes in a row where we, wow. we, we didn't take like a week off before. So I don't know the, ex I, I don't know the exact, uh, time there or the last time that it happened. Uh, are we going to make close up to a year ago? Are yeah, we going to make up I mean, four? I'm, is it going to be four weeks in a row? We'll try. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, maybe not. It won't be. Four it weeks won't in be. A row. 
Cody no? ruined it. Nope. I'll be okay. in St. George. Okay. Well, that, that, that gives us two weeks to watch three, three movies then. That's fair. There you go. That's good. That's fair. So this will be our last episode of February. It might be a lot to cram all those into one week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need to space those out. <laughs> uh, so we'll hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll talk to you guys again in two weeks. Um, cool. But, but yeah. So again, thank you. And um, if you guys got nothing else, that's all I got. So we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Adios, amigos. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to, to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C See you real soon It's always Mickey Mouse K-E-Y Why? Because we love